Good morning. It's Eden on 88.9 The Bridge, and I'm back with my show, Garden of Eden. It's Garden of Eden, and I'm your host. I talk about what I like most. Garden of Eden. <laughs> As usual, a big shout-out to Joy Frankie for helping me produce that. Um, today, I'm joined with my friend Kate and my friend Kelly. Hello, hello. Hi. They're returning guests. Honestly, at this point, I could call you co-hosts. <laughs> Maybe co-co-hosts to be a little less frequent than co-hosts. But anywho, they're on a lot. Um, and today we're tackling something pretty cool, or at least I think pretty cool. Um, Kelly had known what they are previously because of our friend Lily. So I guess shout out to Lily for giving giving me this idea. Um, and Kate, this is we told her about it today. Um, so we're talking about something called truisms. So there's there's this definition of truisms, which is um, a statement that is so widely accepted or evident and factual that questioning its validity is considered foolish. So basically, uh, the real definition of a truism is something that you can't deny. Um, but there's this artist named Jenny Holzer, um, J-E-N-N-Y-H-O-L-Z-E-R, in case someone wants to look her up. Um, and she's an artist who like, basically redefined the word truism to be these statements that she wrote as um, debatable rather than necessarily true. They're statements that to some people are widely accepted and valid, um, but to others are completely false. Um, and basically it was just a way she broadcast, she put these statements everywhere as a way to spark conversation. So that's just some background. Sorry guys. I needed but, it, no yeah, worries. But anyway, I think that it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I think that she's pretty cool. So basically as an artist, her object is sparking conversation and dialogue between people, which I think is super cool. And so what we're doing today is there's this, um, you can look up Jenny Holzer truisms and you can find a, a massive list of hundreds of statements that we're going to be talking about today that you can talk about with whoever and everybody will have different opinions and you can debate them, agree, disagree. It's really fun. They're really fun. <laughs> so we've done it at dinner before just talking about the, all the truisms. <laughs> we're, we just, we're like that. Um, so... Anyway, I think we should get started. I pulled a few that I like a lot, and Kelly has seen some of them. Kate has not seen. I'm fresh any. eyes. And I encourage anybody out there to look up truisms, Jenny Holter, and try them with your friends, because you'll be surprised. Um, let's get started. First one is, everyone's work is equally important. <laughs> Maybe to them. Okay, my... I'll say my first opinion. Um, I think this, I mean, it kind of depends, but I think everyone's work, if you measure it on how satisfied as that individual is, like maybe it's important to them as much as another person's work is important to the, I don't know. I, <laughs> personally, everyone's work is not equal. Some people do more than other people and are more satisfied by their job and contribute more to the overall product. Yeah, I, Some people's jobs don't too. matter. <laughs> I think that if you look at this as an individual question, like everyone's work is equally important to them, then it just depends. But if you're saying yeah. from a societal standpoint, do, does everybody's work have an equal impact on other people? That's a different question. And then you also have to think like, does it have an equal impact on other people? Does it have an equal, equal impact on progress? And then you have to define progress. So this is a very <laughs> multifaceted question, as are a lot of these, but or like, statement. What if your job is to steal? 
that's what you do for a living. You steal. <laughs> in that sense. Does that even qualify as a job? Yes. In that if sense. If it's your form of income, I guess. Oh, then yeah, fair. you're negatively contributing to society. And so your job is the least important because it doesn't help anyone except yeah. yourself. Maybe your family. I don't know. That's like steal bread for your family kind of thing. But whatever. <laughs> so I guess final verdict for me is n- no, everybody's work isn't equally important. But when you say it as a statement like that, it sounds... It sounds right. really bad. It sounds but very aggressive. Depending on the... Depending on... I mean, I feel like this question, you really... It's very, very broad. Depending on the situation, it might be different. But in general, no. They're not equal. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, go team. I go guess, team. well, we agreed on the first one. And we're going to be playing devil's advocate throughout this a little yeah. bit. Poking at the other side. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next one. Uh... Everything that's interesting is new. I disagree. I think some of the most interesting things are very old and new to you is that's someone else's yeah. other new that they've already known. That sounds Wait, you disagree? Like a contradiction. I would also yeah, I disagree. If if, it, if the if the saying was everything that's interesting is new to you, I think I would agree but I think because that you that's don't kind know of what it, it means. before. I think that's what it's asking, isn't it? I think they. I think. I think it could also be interpreted as new, as in like new technology. But history is very, very interesting. I. I think. <laughs> oh, I guess that means like you're learning something that's new, and it can't be interesting once you've already known yeah, it. Yeah, that's what. But, that's what oh. I think it's asking. Like weird, random facts that I know can still be interesting, and they're not new to me. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, I guess. That's true. Like Pangea. That's that's cool. That's kind of <laughs> cool. I've known that for a long time, and I still find that very interesting. But couldn't you also say that you find it interesting because? It's this crazy thing that's that's an, a new concept, like not new, but it's it's it was new a long time ago, and it's, but it's different than everything else that you already know. New as in different, yeah. But new does not equal different, or does it? Different equals different. Well, yeah. <laughs> by those terms, hmm. I this one's kind of hard to answer. All of these questions seem to come down to the definition of keywords in the or, question. But it's think funny, about but it's think funny. about new. Sorry. Oh yeah. Think about new. If like, Pangea wouldn't be new to you if you knew everything about it. And I would still find it interesting once I knew everything about it. Are you sure? But would you would cool you thing. want to... So say Our you're, world is really cool, and cool things happen in our world, and I find everything cool interesting, even after <laughs> I've known about it. But if you, say you read a, you read a, a new book on Pangea, and you're like, whoa, everything, whoa, this is so cool. Would you want to read that book over and over and still find it just as interesting? Like, my attention span doesn't just... Like, I don't stop finding something cool once I know about it and once I've learned everything about it I'll still like come back to think about that and be like wow our world is really amazing okay here's a question then do you think um even though everything is interesting do you think at first learning about Pangea is more interesting than learning about it later yes uh, you got me there yeah so I guess if you if you put it in those terms the other thing I'm finding interesting is that we're saying question and these are statements, but they're they're so interpretive that they sound like questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so <laughs> I, I can't really give an answer for this one. I think we should go to the next. Yeah. Um, okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Exceptional people deserve special concessions. Damn it. I, I like this question. I really like this one. This is a good question. <laughs> so this is basically um, interpreting it a little. It's saying that people who do more deserve more. Basically. But that's an interpretation. Or, or do better. It isn't okay. I guess that that's my interpretation of the statement. Because exceptional can be so many things. My jerk reaction is to agree with it. <laughs> so will you say it one more time? Oh, um, exceptional people deserve special concessions. 
<laughs> this in the UK. She's <laughs> having a coughing fit. Coughing up her lung. This one's particularly <laughs> hard for me because so I feel like if this were actually applied to society, which in some cases it is, ex- exceptional can be so many different things. Like, ex- is it, does it get exceptional? Exceptional? <laughs> He's crying. He's choking. <laughs> Just cough, sure. just get it out. Get there it are out. literal tears running down her face. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's really obnoxious to cough into the microphone. And I just started crying, but I wanted to listen to Kate's answer. Sorry, okay, holding in a cough is really hard. <laughs> okay, sorry for the little mishap. Um, Kate. I would like to hear your answer now. <laughs> I think... It's difficult because the word exceptional can be used for so many different things. Like, you could say someone's, like, you could say exceptional is monetarily successful, like... But it's saying exceptional as in different than what other people have done. Like, someone who's an outlier for doing something... Right. If somebody's somebody's a billionaire, they're an outlier. But should they get... What was the word? How did they... um, special concessions. Should they get special concessions for that? Like, I consider Bill Gates exceptional. But there's billionaires that are not exceptional, but like, you say? But like, then what, maybe they don't wait, deserve but billionaires are kind of a different... But it's saying exceptional people, not, oh, exceptional. not rich people. Like, Led Zeppelin. He did some, person. He's an exceptional person. And he got a lot of fame and money and concessions. What do you and s- I think he deserves them. Okay, here's a question, though. Have the here's best. a question, though. What mm-hmm. if... You are an exceptional person in the sense that you are kind, you are caring, you do everything for the people around you, but you are not getting... But that, those are things that everybody else can do. No. That's not exceptional. Well, not necessarily do naturally, but train yourself to do. But can't you say somebody has exceptional character? Sure. (sighs) But, like... We're talking exceptional as in... The cool kind of exception. <laughs> no one cares if you're nice. <laughs> Kelly. But you see what I but you see what I mean, right? I do see what you mean. But Well then they're rewarded with the friendship. <laughs> that's yeah. the reward. Okay, that's that's actually that's fair. This isn't saying special concessions as in as everybody in, yeah. gets a bouquet of flowers every morning who okay, is yeah. exceptional. It's a scale kind of. I think in general, if you're exceptional, you're gonna get more naturally. But naturally. do you deserve more? Yeah. Oh, you disagree? I don't know. Some people aren't Do exceptional and they're mean more? and they're untalented and they deserve the worst. Whoa. I have a hard, I have a hard time talking about whether people deserve things. It's hard to, yeah. Because I feel like I it's know. not my place to decide. It sounds so demeaning to be like, they don't deserve anything and, and they do. <laughs> I don't know. I think the universe has karma. People I, get okay. what's coming to them. I think, I, yeah, I do I do think if I'm, if I'm saying it from like a karma perspective, the people that are exceptional... Do just in general will get more. But I think if you do more, you deserve more. Yeah. The yeah. universe rewards hard work. Yeah. I, it makes me sound. I I have to sound really harsh in answering these, or else I'll just be like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. you have to choose an absolute. Yeah. So, so I think that Kate is leaning more towards the, and eh, not necessarily. Well, I just have. I'm having a hard time with the with the exceptional and then, the thought process. But I do think in general. You do, if you are exceptional, depending on how you're defining exceptional, <laughs> you do deserve more. Okay, then Next. let's keep going. There's yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. so many of these. We this can go on so, forever and so ever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, faithfulness is a social, not a biological law. 
much. Okay. When I <laughs> get, first hear that, started. it being a social law is that socially we're trained to be nice to each other. But face, faithfulness. We're faithful, faithful to each other. When, isn't it a thing biologically that people that work with other people tend to survive and reproduce longer Wait, can we get a definition of so faithfulness? faithfulness? Oh my god. <laughs> faithfulness, the quality of being faithful. <laughs> That's Wait, let dumb. me look up faithful. Um, just so we can get a... Because so, so I also think of faithful in um, the sense of religion. Loyal, yeah, like constant, and steadfast. Altruism. Loyal, constant, and steadfast. So basically devoting yourself to something and doing exactly what you said you would do and what that, was the in the context statement of that. again? Um, the statement was... Faithfulness is a social, not a biological law. So oh, I think what Kelly was saying is fair. Yeah, no, biologically, I think some animals, not all animals, mm-hmm. were trained to work together and be faithful to each other to advance the survival mm-hmm. of their species. And mm-hmm. I think humans is one of those examples. Maybe, like, I don't know, sharks don't help each other out. Yeah, I, I actually, when you look at it that way, I, I, I totally see what you're saying. What about faithfulness in in the humankind when it comes to being faithful to a cause or being faithful yeah. to a, a oh. religion? That's what I was thinking. Is if you don't say faithful as working together to serve, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. If you say Us faithful as, as in loyal, like being loyal, or that it makes it more difficult. I, uh, I, biologically, is more working as a whole humankind to survive. Yeah. yeah. Versus, this is my opinion, so I'm going to support like, it. Like, have you guys heard of like selfish altruism? No. no. We're like the more we help, we're <laughs> the more we help other people, the more we actually are helping ourselves. Oh yeah. Like in the long term. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like the better everyone else in the world is doing, the better you are going to do. Yeah. But does that you can help other people without being faithful? Don't you think? You don't. I. No, but like just in general, working with other people and being kind to them. I guess I'm I'm taking faithful into a broader faithful, definition. Yeah. So when I, I think faithful, I think loyal. Mm-hmm. To something specific usually to yeah. you. Okay, so like religion. I think a lot of people is need religion, religion social or is religion a biological oh, need? Well that just depends on what you believe. Oh my god. <laughs> that one's that one's going down a whole different hole of religion and whether you believe in God. I think or... at the end of this we should all come up with our own truisms. Yeah. Oh that's a fun. good idea. Wait, is is religion I think for I mean, I don't think it necessarily has to be religion, but people need some sort of purpose or... Yeah, well, Ooh, we another, like things explained to us. Yeah. Wait, but another like, I don't like not is, knowing things. Um, do you need a purpose? I think people need a purpose, for sure. I guess we'll transition into one we kind of made up, but I remember seeing something similar to it. I, do people need a purpose? I'm going to say no. I think some people can just drift and be happy with that. But then, Just a little bit. What do you, okay, but what do you mean by drifting? do nothing yeah or not a purpose purpose but like but then wouldn't their purpose be something just hang like out. okay but wouldn't their purpose then be hanging out and giving the people around them but what if you're not trying to give the people around you happiness you're just in it for yourself you have no motivation to do anything no ambitions no goals no nothing just chill just i think that's fine I've, i don't think i've met a single person that is just Chill. God, I'm gonna I... make a bad movie reference. You know the Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
This is hard. He didn't have any motivation, really, and he was doing just fine. I can think... I can think of a lot of people who maybe they do a job because they need money, so it seems like they have a purpose. But without that job and without being told that they need to have meet these basic needs to survive, then they're purposeless. As in, they might have a job at... Wait, at, but you just admitted it. You need a... Pur- your purpose is survival for mm, some people. Well, but I... I think this is talking about a purpose... Except for the other people. Like a goal that drives you. A goal... That's what I was thinking more. Oh. I think in... Okay, so... Okay, two things then. Purpose as in survival, I think everybody has the purpose to keep living. Um, (laughs) That actually ties into another truism. Wait... Oh, okay. I for, think we need to take a break after your thought. Oh yeah, for the. Uh, nah, I'm not gonna say that because that's kind of sad. Never mind. No, I want to hear. I think for the most part, people, people that are alive and want to be alive, have the purpose of staying alive. But yes. Well, do you think everybody wants to be alive? Yeah. Beside, besides. But like some people aren't actively we trying have, to be here, alive. It's a, more like, hey, I'm alive. I better just keep that way. It's not a goal. But that is a but that is a purpose. Like their goal isn't not to let. It's not. But you, they don't control living. They don't yeah. say I'm going. It's well, just I mean, happening to them. Then we're done. No one to, chose to be alive. But you choose to eat. Because, because you would die if you didn't. Exactly. I feel like choosing to eat isn't really a goal. My goal today isn't to eat. It's just something that you have to do. It's, it's just not something, something I you consciously do. think about. Hmm. I, think, it, I don't think God. living is a goal. I can't. I don't think I can define it. Living is a goal. I don't think that it can be a goal either. Because Sorry, it, not it can a, be not a goal. A goal. If, if, not a goal. It but depends the, on the circumstances, though. Because say you're suicidal, living is a goal. That's true. That gets really dark. Uh, I don't think we're gonna find an. I think we're gonna find a correct yes, answer. This, this one's really hard. Um, I guess on this note, we this, should end this segment and then transition yeah. into more what do you guys think? later on. Um, and while while we take a break, reflect on what you think about the truisms we talked about. Um, this has been Garden of Eden on 88.9 The Bridge. Um, I'll see you after the break or talk to you after the break. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Kate's instinct to go, hello, hello. <laughs> How you doing? Your signature. <laughs> um, we're talking about truisms, which are these statements. This artist, I'll, should I just say what? I'll go quick and say what they are. So Jenny Holzer, an artist, um, redefined truisms um, as uh, little phrases that can be debated. And you can see multiple sides on all of them. And depending on who you are and what you believe, you'll believe different things about them. Yeah, and they're just used to spark conversation in public places. Yeah, so that's a summary. But look her up if you're if you want to have a better description and you're just now listening yeah what's her name again um jenny holzer right or holzer it's actually not holzer there's no holzer there's no t h-o-l-z-e-r huh interesting okay anyway the starting um this one's pretty difficult and i think it's a really good one kelly i know you like this one when you heard it kate has not heard any of these um freedom is a luxury not a necessity initial reality i mean i do think freedom is I can start us off with it. Um, We're also in this segment trying to be a little bit more opinionated and solidified in our opinions rather than not being able to really choose Mm -hmm. what we think. Um, I think that freedom is a luxury, not a necessity, because 
I think of necessity as in you cannot live without. Um, if you can live without, it's not a necessity. All like, right. you can be in prison and still be alive. You're not free, but you don't need the freedom because you biologically can survive without it. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to get really hippie here for a second. Okay, go for <laughs> it. So, I just, like, I want to apologize in advance. This stance is just so not me, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, your soul isn't alive if you're not free. Oh, I hate, oh, I hate it that as well, I said I, it. I have a heart. I have... <laughs> this one's hard because, I mean, what is freedom? It, what it is freedom? I think freedom because is... laws oh, don't give you plus freedom. you're free within the law. Yeah. Whoa. So... Are we going to dive into so, law here? Oh so I do think... World history. Yeah. I do think freedom is a luxury because it's... Because it's so 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 broad lots of things are broad i think that i i would say freedom as an if you're looking at this question from an individual standpoint um as an individual freedom is getting to do what you individually want to do wherever you are so if it's within the law then it's freedom within the law but that's freedom to you so i guess there's no definition of absolute freedom because you'll never be able to do anything you want because what if you want to do is break the law that's not something that you can do so nobody, so do. nobody has absolute freedom to do whatever they want. Unless I don't know, you live in Alaska. I think that's someplace like under, <laughs> like the laws. So clearly, it's not a necessity if nobody has absolute freedom. But that's fr- yeah. no, but that's freedom as in as in. I think this is more. What what level of freedom do you need? Do you need any? Oh, that's a good question. So what level of freedom? Because we all have a certain level of freedom. Yeah, that's true. Uh huh. Okay, so say, what is a scenario where someone has no freedom whatsoever? Oh gosh. Like, number four. Um, oh. like, yeah, that's pretty close. I, I would think. say, mm-hmm. I would say, some really harsh prison. There's some prison that yeah, like you still have some freedom. Re education camp. Oh, um, um, what is it called when you're solitary confinement? Mm. Is that what that's called? You have, but even you, then, you're free to your own thoughts. Well, but you can't really take away someone's freedom of thought, exactly. Unless I you mean, you can if unless you brainwash, you brainwash them. <laughs> but that's that's a different okay, okay. But like, you'll never take away and. You'll never be able to take away someone, all of someone's freedoms, and at the same time, you will never be able to achieve complete freedom. Mm-hmm. And so then, by that train of thought, wherever you are in the world, you're just on a spectrum of freedom. So you don't need freedom because you'll always have it no matter what, in oh. some degree. You'll have some, some degree, degree of freedom. Because there's freedom of thought physically. No, freedom of thought and then freedom physically. Yeah. And freedom's also hard because... I'm thinking of different ages. You're gonna want. You're. I mean, teenage years, like parenting. I don't know. That's that's taking it in a different direction, but. And can an infant have freedom? Yeah, my God. When you're when you're dependent on someone else, you can't have freedom. And that's the same thing for seniors. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, we've concluded nothing. I I did like that one though. Yeah, I like that one a Um, lot. mm -hmm. Moving on then. If you live simply, there is nothing to worry about. <laughs> My immediate then, reaction oh, is no, then, but I, I don't know wait, why. Can I add on to the... Yeah, the, go ahead. And if you live simply and there's nothing to worry about, then do you have the right to com- complain when you have the choice to live simply? And you, like, If you're complaining about your worries, then like you have I'm, the option of living simply. Like, if I'm complaining about a math test I have, I but have you the have option the freedom to drop to not out of do school... It. Maybe we should do that after this. Okay. First, we're going to start with mm. just, if you live simply, is there nothing to worry about? 
Yes. And then we should... No, no, no. You can't... There's a ton to worry about. (laughs) Yeah, my knee-jerk reaction is no. Yeah. Um, there will if you live simply, there's nothing to worry about. Define live I don't simply. think you can live simply. No, living simply as in, say, you 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 have a, you have make a living off of selling your cow's milk, and it's just enough, and it's to the neighbor, and you live modestly, you tend to your cows, and you don't do anything, and that's how you live. I think that kind of view of life is really romanticized. Mm-hmm. You know, worry about uh, smallpox. I oh, think you're always going to have conflict. That was yeah. just that was a bad of example. Some sort. <laughs> no, 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 like, but any example. Your cows are going to die in a drought, and then you starve to death. Oh, so what does it There's mean? There's no definition simply? of living simply, because it's living simply doesn't exist. Living itself is a challenge. Oh! Whoa. Whoa! Okay, then, Kelly. Then I feel like we can I, Yeah, I like that. We can do the other one that I was... Just, like. Do you have the right to both complain and worry and stress when you brought something on yourself as a choice? I think complaining like the math in itself example. is a really selfish decision. Like, I'm really guilty of it. I I'm complain, so guilty of it. I complain, I complain way too much. all the time. And usually the stuff I'm complaining about is my fault or things uh-huh. I've inflicted on myself. But I still want to complain about it anyway. I wonder why that is. Why do we feel the need to complain about so much? Sympathy? Maybe it's also that we've... we've like, garnering uh, sympathy from other people. Yeah. It, it could also be just... If you have... Say you get great sleep every night, and then one night you are you get no sleep and you're super tired. It's that comparing your own experiences it seems worse than it is. Do you kind of see what I mean? I guess so, yeah. What was, wait, what was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> this is not one that was written down. I just but thought what was, of it. What was your um, question? If you bring things on yourself that are your choice or like self-inflicted, then do you have the right to complain and worry about them and stress about them? Okay, can I say an extreme example? Yes. Oh, no. Um, let's take um, <laughs> someone who has... If someone if someone has lung cancer, can you... Can, like, or do they have the right to complain if it's from oh, smoking oh, cigarettes? Oh. Whoa. I feel like they have the right to complain if you have cancer. Yeah. I feel like that's I think just, so too. I think that's oh the thing. Gosh. I think you can complain. Honestly, I don't really have a I don't I think that's, that's I agree with you. We would sound like but such bad people to be like, they can't complain. But some people you do, do say that. I, yeah, some people, people do, do say, say that. that which especially are. say family members who told you to quit yeah. for years and years and years and then yeah. and then you get cancer and they're like, I said that you would. And then that's that's a that's another difficult part because the family members yeah, I don't mind people complaining. No, yeah, me either. Honestly, like unless they do it too much, but people have the right to complain. I, it's just, just a part of yeah, being that human. we tolerate. Yeah. All right, next one. Then, oh yeah, next one. That yeah. wasn't even one of them. <laughs> um, ignoring enemies is the best way to fight. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, I think. Whoa. All right, I'm going to bring up a very extreme example. Oh, no. Sorry. I love oh, extreme no. advance. Oh, no. Did we ignore Hitler? Oh. We did not. I saw that coming. Yeah. You can't Whoa. ignore You can't ignore bad people. You can't ignore your enemies because sometimes enemies need to be addressed because they're doing bad things and you don't oh, like them for God. a reason. So in extreme examples, you you, you can't? Some, some battles you have to fight. Yeah. Like, even the most peaceful protesters were like, we're still protesting something. We're still... They're still fighting that battle, just in a different way. Yeah, exactly. You, Like, extreme pacifism does nothing. It's but, not going to change well, anything. But, oh, yeah. so, That's just complicity. What do you think would have happened if we would have, say, ignored the Holocaust? I know it's a really, really extreme example, but... What, I mean, we did for the 
most well, of the first part. We didn't really get involved. Yeah. Oh uh, well, no. Say like, not we. Germany not was we. Going for a no, world say, domination. say it's not we as in the United States. The U.S. States. Say, mm-hmm. say we. It's a, as in people. Oh, everybody. Yeah. Not we as in the United States. No. I think that maybe this is a too hard of an example because it's such an extreme case. Yeah, but yeah. just like okay, let's let's simplify it. Your enemy is a class bully, and they're bullying everyone in the class. Mm-hmm. Is the best strategy to ignore them? No. You, like, I don't know, tell a teacher. This is, like, what win. we get taught no, in, but, in a bystander. Yeah. Like, I know Jesus is always, like, turn the other cheek. But sometimes you need to address the person that's harassing you. But, and, like, send some plagues. Bullies mm-hmm. often um, choose the kid that they, they think they can from? harass the most or is the easiest victim. So say they cry or they or they curl up in a ball and act really scared or something like that but they usually i mean i don't really know Mm -hmm. but usually the bully doesn't pick the person in the class who's the most confident and doesn't care what other people think oh we're talking because the because the the statement is your own enemy it says no well it says ignoring enemies is the best way to fight so it can be personal or societal or something because you could say that even if you're not the one being picked on, they're an enemy to your morals. And also, sometimes you just don't have the option to ignore them. Like, if a bully is causing you physical harm, you can't just be like, I don't feel this. <laughs> you know? It's just not an yeah, option. And yeah. I don't think it's a logical response to any type of enemy. You can't just ignore a problem until it goes away, because sometimes yeah. the problem just gets worse. Yeah. Devil's Advocate would say that would be giving them attention, but sometimes you have to. It depends. But, um... I don't know if... I'm going to make this very el- elusive. Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Maybe not. So, do you know how... There's a lot of times when people... Um, oh, maybe this is different. You're going to have to tell me if it's mm-hmm. different. People will see someone who is struggling with someone, something. Take someone who has a disability. Mm-hmm. And they want to be the person who comes in and helps that person. And... So, uh, I don't. I don't know how to word this. Take the kid in the class who has a ton of energy, and maybe they have bad ADHD. Like, I have ADHD, so I I feel like I'm allowed to say that. And they're jumping in their seat, and they're poking kids, and they just want a reaction. But then there's all these other people who will come to their shoulder and be like, oh, it's okay. Here's how you focus. Like, just follow me. Do you think that the kid who's helping the other kid... Oh... Like, are you saying is bullying warranted? No, no. Like someone should tell I would say that this isn't bullying, <laughs> is ignoring a good thing. Like, uh, in, in a case like... In a case like... Uh, or giving some, someone too much attention because you want to advance yourself. Well, there's like... I don't know about this situation, but parents do like timeouts, and that could be a form of bo- a bu- of ignoring, but that's not enemies. That, I think it, the word enemy well, makes I, this Yeah, different. I was just taking it and I was taking it in a different direction. Yeah, because I wouldn't say the kid doing the the fiddling is necessarily an enemy. He's just a distraction. No, I, I wasn't... Yeah. Um, you know? No, but I agree. Just ignoring the problem and pretending like it's not there sometimes it, doesn't... It it's not constructive. But it also can be. But it... It depends on the case. makes sense, yeah. But then that's not taking the enemy. That's more just, like, situational. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, ignoring a distraction is different than... Di- Sorry, I, I should have yeah. figured out how I was going to word that before yeah, I just okay, started saying fine. it, and then I just confused you guys. <laughs> I got a little runny at the end. Yep. Okay, but, so, I guess that this is a good time to move on. <laughs> got a little runny at the end. You're runny. <laughs> um, okay, ooh, this one's dark, so we can veto. Ooh. Okay. Um, in some instances, it's better to die than to continue. Oh. Ah. 
so I'll I guess I'll get us started. You got this. Yeah. This is very touchy, and I don't want to end up saying something that I didn't mean accidentally. But um, if you take someone in critical health condition, yeah, say someone only, who's who's ninety and they've had lung cancer for five years and mm-hmm. they're in pain every day and they can't do anything and they have dementia, so they don't know their family members. They're basically just a oh, lump. That's a pretty. That's a lot of conditions. <laughs> that's if you take something like that medically can't really do anything Mm -hmm. doesn't need to doesn't want to be living and doesn't really add anything that they would want to add so you're saying that could be better to die than continue especially if you're in physical pain euthanasia which is a whole debate in itself that's a real debate um but i think in that situation the process that they go that people go through before physician assisted suicide is if it if it is so incredibly thorough and that person is in severe health conditions and is 90 years old or whatever then i think that's okay but that's just one situation yeah hear me out so the person that's dying of lung cancer and they're really old and they have dementia or whatever <laughs> and they say i want to die mm-hmm. and we it sounds like we're agreeing that like okay yeah euthanasia in that situation is okay but say they say, I don't want to die, I want to see this thing out to the end, then we're saying, okay, don't euthanize them. But what about someone that's just depressed and saying, I want to die, can okay. someone help me die? So, like, what's the difference? What? So, where is the line drawn? I think if someone is, say you are have depression, and you hit really low lows, and then you get into the state where you're like, I don't want to live anymore. If in a day or a week or a month or a year you can figure out a way to um get help and go say go to i don't know longer how than a cases. year I, yeah. I i was just saying yeah, yeah just any time any length of time if there's a chance that you can rebound from that because your head is you have a chemical imbalance i think that's different than because mm-hmm. there's what if possibility what if nothing's working and over and over again for years now you've wanted to die is it a is it just I feel like this, well, at this point, it's not my place to say. I can't, yeah, I we, can't speak us, on this. None of us yeah. know a ton about it. I, but it's a good question. It's, yeah. Oh, gosh, it's a really good question. Yeah, it's hard. But then, I'll, I'll take... This is still dark, but a little lighter. Okay. On All the right. same question. And I'll just restate it, because <laughs> it's been a while. Um, in, some insists, in some instances, it's better to die than continue. Take someone who isn't doesn't have a chemical imbalance depressed Mm -hmm. they just they hate their life they they hate their job they have no family they have no friends they don't do anything they're they're mean to other people and they see them because they don't care about anything they they don't take care of themselves they don't what about that but that's not permanent but so are we saying that it has to be permanent? I think everybody has a, like has terminal? times in their lives where they hate their life, but I don't think that's if it's if it's not permanent. I don't think you can use that as an ex, like as a so an out. so we're saying that like Kelly said, terminal. If if it, it's only better to die than to continue when it will be lifelong forever and ever until There's you no naturally die. Option. Yeah, but oh. I mean, people have depression until they die, right? Like, if it's a chemical imbalance that doesn't go away, you know? It's a lifelong thing. Yeah. Ah, this is dark. I don't want to talk we, about it. We have to move Let's on because none of us on. can really speak. <laughs> <well on this. laughs>
We're going to have to bring in someone who is more qualified. Um, but I guess well, that's I the whole think, point I don't of think these. in this yeah. situation, I don't think anybody is really qualified to make that decision. That's that's where I'm having I mean, a hard time with it. I mean, speak more on lifelong uh, depression or right, philosophy. Right, right. Uh, Any, right. Anywho, but these questions are all things that we'll, we'll say things that we don't know a ton about. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I think we should do one more and then take take another possible break or yeah sure end off if we feel like it um i mean for most of these questions all of us have just been bsing answers so <laughs> i think it's okay yeah <laughs> or it's more it's opinion of course of course Ooh, um it's better to be naive than jaded and i can reword this because naive and jaded are kind of confusing words yeah can you so um it's better to um not have experience than to have experienced everything and feel bored with life Mm. Bored, not not specifically bored. So jaded, like jaded is kind of well. Jaded is just like eh, I don't. I I know everything. I have nothing else to do. I'm so like there's nothing new. I just feel like, and then, right, and right, then naive is more is more. You understand kind of ig- yeah. Ignorant. Hear me out. Yes. Jaded people like some of the most jaded people I know are so ignorant about so many topics, and they're just <laughs> pretending to know what they're talking about, and they're like, oh my god, <laughs> Trump. Oh, I can't even. And <laughs> ignorance and ignorance is in a sense being naive. Yeah, exactly. Wait, well, what? no, that's yeah. what I. Oh, wait, okay. Is, Ignor- oh, is that what you said? Ignorance is being naive. <laughs> wait, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. In, 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 like they're the kind of the same thing. Right. So, the question doesn't make sense. Kind is oh. being nice. <laughs> well, jaded. Okay. Mm. I think when it says jaded, it means literal, not the person who thinks that they know, yeah, they okay. know everything. But you can't. That's like fake jaded. So it's the, you can't. So know basically, everything. we're saying you you can't. Know. But is it better right, to be right. in a state of thinking you know everything or okay, thinking you know nothing? How about the world's uh, going to end in five days? Mm-hmm. And would you rather not know and be a naive or oh. know and be, like, really depressed about it and jaded? Oh, my gosh. In but, that case, I think naive. Well. I think I would know. I think I would want to know. I think I'd want to spend the last five days with the people I care about most. I wouldn't study for finals. I wouldn't... <laughs> Plus, like say, in that sense, say, say um, the world is ending in five days. Get to your local um, city council hall. Get on a, the spaceship that's going to be landing there to get off the Earth. Oh, then you would rather be jaded really? than naive. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. There's nothing you can do about it. There's no spaceships leaving. Still well, about. but then that's then that's just creating this circumstance that most likely won't. All right. I'm well, sorry. Okay. I didn't know we were using realistic sorry, no, examples I wasn't. here. No, I know, I know. I, I was know. posing a hypothetical. <laughs> But but if you're posing the hypothetical with realistic circumstances, um, then I still think being jaded, knowing about it, I mean, it would be maybe the most painful five days of your life because you'd know that everything was coming to an end. But okay, it would also... so jaded is better because you can be constructive with your circumstances instead of just being ignorant and yeah. do nothing about it. Yeah. I... Uh-huh. Like, sometimes jaded people, they'll be angry about something, and then they just still won't do anything about it. Like, knowing something... But you can't do anything about the world ending in five days. Well, But I you can spend your time wisely. Like, knowledge... Oh, that you mean they don't apply... Knowledge is power? Knowledge is that's power. An, that's another truism. <laughs> oh. I think... Oh, wait. Oh, is that another... Um, should we go wait. to that truism? I oh, think we should... Wait. I have one more truism that I think we should end on because right. mm-hmm. we could go on forever and ever talking about truisms. This is why we it's really such a fun could. activity. Yeah. Anybody. Jenny Holzer, truisms. So fun. Look them up and you can pick ones that you like. Maybe you don't like ours, in which case. <laughs> um, and this one, this one, we live on Mercer Island and Mercer Island is, generally speaking, a very 
privileged place to live, mm-hmm. I, um, generally. Um, and so I like this one. Um, money creates taste. So you're considered, <laughs> so you can, you are fashionable in our, at our school if you can afford Urban Outfitters and buy all of the clothes that are $60 for a sweater and $80 for a pair of jeans, and then you're wearing what everybody likes, and you have good taste. But someone okay, else can't okay. afford that. But like, you, I think the more things there. you're able to experience, the better taste you have. But taste Ooh. is subjective. Well, t- wait, are we exact. talking about taste as in as in? Like, I don't know. Cool house and yeah. cool clothes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I think we should take it that way, or else. I was thinking food. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the more places you've been to, the better you know food. I think we have I was to talk. Taste as in. I think that's what it meant. Yeah. Taste as in as in clothing and what you choose to have like and design. how you present yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think taste is I think taste is subjective. Um, so that's really difficult. But I do think I've seen people with lots of money and maybe the tackiest like things. design or oh. lots of clutter or. So in my per, in my perspective, I think it's not true. I don't think oh. taste is. I don't think money makes taste. I think exposure makes taste. I think like people that aren't exposed to things will have worse taste. People that don't. But that's not necessarily because of you're not ex, you're not necessarily not exposed to things just because of money. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you are. I mean, you can gain Sometimes. more exposure, but you can you can walk to QFC and look through all of the magazines and see pictures of tons of stuff for free. What if you don't live in a place that has a ton of magazines? But okay. What, uh, what if you don't have eyes? What if you're blind? That's part of your poorness. I think. I think. Um, <laughs> I think experience and exposure can be a byproduct of how much money you have. But I don't think money creates taste. I think. What I think I said money earlier didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> no one questioned. What me. did you say? I, I did didn't want to. <laughs> I said it with such conviction. Uh, Wait, what did you say? It doesn't matter. We it doesn't. We're moving on. <laughs> Um, I I think um, money makes it easier to have good taste. Because if you if say you you think about all the things that you want to buy, if you have yeah. money, then you can buy them. And yeah. If you don't have money, then you then you can't. So it makes it easier, yeah. but it's not. It a doesn't create it because no, it if you have money, you taste. don't necessarily instantly have good taste. You can still buy yeah. very very ugly chairs <laughs> and have way too much stuff. But that person might think that it's the best taste ever. Yeah, because oh, this is why I have a problem with objective. this question. I mean, statement. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I always think my taste in design is the best taste in design. <laughs> but that's just me being... Okay, wait, can I add, Canadian. like, one thing more, yes, though? Yes, yes, uh-huh. yes. Yeah, okay. You know, have any of you ever gone, like, skiing? I know you guys both have. Mm-hmm. And you go to the mountain, and everyone is beautiful. And oh. they have really nice clothes, and their hair is always nice. Like, I don't know what it is, but if you've ever gone skiing, you might understand this. They're beautiful. And I think that might be skiing because it's kind of their, their... Yeah, because they have money. Uh, well, then you can better groom yourself if if you can invest in makeup products and yeah. hair products. Yeah, hey, but beauty is subjective. I know, no, but they are beautiful. But beautiful, beautiful. isn't by societal... St- by societal standards, by societal standards of taste, maybe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but I, I totally see what you mean. You, you know what I mean. You've seen them. They're uh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I do. And there, there's also specific places you'll go mm-hmm. that have tend to have more privileged people. Yeah. Um, and that you'll be like, whoa, everybody here is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Because just they can afford to, to because to hygiene, because all of this stuff. Also, plastic surgery. It yeah. Helps. If you can afford plastic surgery, you can afford to be beautiful. <laughs> 
Well, societally, yes. All right, fine. Societally, <laughs> fine. But yes. But yes. How, how many times have we said the word society, societal? <laughs> um, this has been deep talks. We're just a product of our societies. <laughs> All those other ones about, um, uh, is your fate decided before you're born? Oh, gosh. We could talk about these forever and ever. I'm going to say no, like, but I don't sense. think we should discuss it. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of them are cheesy, but they're statements that you... Going back to Romeo and Juliet, fate. Oh not talking about that again. I say no because that's how I feel. Um, yes. We're going to... Um, I think this has shown how powerful truisms are. Yeah. And sometimes you're really unsatisfied with the answers you come to you because there's not Incredibly a real answer. Incredibly unsatisfied, so yeah. We, we're gonna have to leave it there even if we don't want to when we have tons of stuff to say about these but if you want to spark conversation if you don't have anything to talk about if you want to make a connection with someone new look up truisms jenny holzer and read them off and you'll be so surprised um anywho thank you kate and kelly for joining me our pleasure yeah um, thanks for having us and this has been eden on 88.9 the bridge um and i hope you have a great rest of your day <laughs>